everybody, welcome to this mini movie review. This review is on 1973's The Amusement Park, a newly discovered or redistributed movie from George A. Romero. It was released in 2019, but was made in 1973. So I will get into that in a bit. But first, I wanted to talk a little bit about George Romero and his legacy of horror films and my opinions on them and just a little bit about all that. I've seen a lot of his movies. I like a lot of his movies. Let's get into them. George A. Romero uh, is a director, producer, sometimes actor, little bit parts in his movies and things like that. Uh, Mostly horror movies or thriller movies. He died in July 2017 at the age of 77. First, I want to talk about his Of the Dead movies. There are six of them, uh, not including like remakes and things like that. So I wanted to kind of give them a little bit of a rating on what I think about them. So you got the the quintessential beginning of the zombies, like, you know, ghouls and things like that. Night of the Living Dead, 1968. For me, it's the top. It's one of the tops in my top five zombie movies. I love ghoul movies, zombie movies, creature features, all that stuff. So you have Night of the Living Dead, 1968. I've seen it probably at least five plus times, if not more. I've seen it like spoofed on riff tracks kind of thing, and that was great. Even though I'd much rather be like a Ben, I'm probably more of a Barbara. But my favorite character in there is probably Helen because of how she stands up to her husband and takes advantage of this situation um, of this little zombie apocalypse to be like, nah, I don't care for my husband anymore. (laughs) He doesn't know what he's talking about. She does meet in Unfortunate Demise, but it's a really good movie. It's shot well. The black and white works for it with the gore and things like that. Kind of makes it a little more creepy. So that's definitely my top. The next one for me is 1985's Day of the Dead. Now, Dawn of the Dead came first, but I prefer Day personally. And I'll get into that in a second about Dawn. But for me, next would be Day of the Dead, 1985. I like the whole military base thing. I like that there's one woman trying to stand up against these men and things like that. I like the hands coming through the walls. I like Bub. Bub's great. I think the containment system that they try to like corral the zombies in is kind of fun. They're just a bit sloppy in it too though. So that's why a lot of it falls apart. I recently watched Day of the Dead not too long ago during the whole quarantine stuff. And yeah, it's it's still really great. I enjoy it a lot. So for me, it's that's number two. Then next for me is Dawn of the Dead 1978. There's like a message of consumerism. It's shot in a mall. Uh, The zombies are really blue. I enjoy the movie. I enjoy the setup of the whole mall thing. I'm not a huge fan of the love triangle situation between the woman and the two guys. But I mean, I I think it's a great movie. It definitely upped the ante and upped the tension from Night of the Living Dead into Dawn of the Dead, which was 10 years later. Like it's definitely like, this is more of a zombie movie. This is like a, you know, this is intense. Now may not be a completely popular opinion, but this is mine. I do prefer the Zack Snyder remake to Dawn of the Dead in 2004. I'm not saying that there's not credit where credit is due for Dawn of the Dead 1978. It's fantastic. I just think it was given a bit more of a sprucing up in the newer one. Now, they did make them faster, the zombies and things like that. But man, I I still, like, I enjoy the movie, the 2004. I watched it in theaters with my cousin when I was, like, 18 and afterwards we were just like what you know and hands down still for me that opening scene of the neighborhood in the first like 10-15 minutes in the dawn of the dead remake is probably one of my favorite openings in a movie especially a horror movie 
And next for me is Land of the Dead 2005. I liked that movie. A lot of people don't care for it. I think it added a little something to it by making the zombies a little more... Because it, it's a large time pass, like, from when the apocalypse happens in Land of the Dead. So it's like they've kind of established this inner city. There's, like, a, a class system. And then you have these zombies, and they've had time to kind of learn things. Like I saw this when I was, like, 19, 20 the first time, and I was like, okay. But they can learn eventually how to use a gun. I mean, not amazingly, but they know they can figure it out. Um, one of the things I did not like in the movie, though, was that they had this great city all set up, and then, like, the side walls, like, the back walls of this city were just, like, cardboard and plywood. Like, they're like, nah, they'll never figure it out, you know? Even, like, some of the people in the lower classes had been watching them and realizing they're learning things, but, I mean, I know you wouldn't have a movie without it, but it gets real sloppy where they're like, they'll never cross that lake, it's fine. So then when they do, you're like, everyone in the movie's like, oh, no, and you're like, yeah, that, that's what's up. But no, Dennis Hopper, they're, everyone's doing really, having fun in it, you know, it's crazy. So I recently, like, a month or two ago, rewatched Diary of the Dead from 2007, the first half's fine. It's decent for like a found footage type zombie film. I hadn't seen it in a long time and I was like, man, I, I wouldn't mind watching it again. And I saw it was like free on Tubi or something. So I was like, put it on. And um, the, the other one is Survival of the Dead from 2009. And that one's okay too. For me, these two can kind of switch back and forth for my five and six. I kind of want to put Diary a little bit ahead Survival, but it's been a long time since I've seen Survival. All I remember from that one really is it was like a Hatfield and McCoy's type situation where, you know, it was these two rival families and then you got zombies on top of it and it was fine. But like, I have a feeling I would maybe put survival first. Okay, so I think this is what my rating's going to be. So number one is Night of the Living Dead 1968. Then you have Day of the Dead 1985, Dawn of the Dead 1978, Land of the Dead 2005, Survival of the Dead 2009, and Diary of the Dead 2007. That's what I'm probably going to put it at. So there's some other Romero movies I wanted to touch on, and I'm just going to go in order. Just a couple little notes of what I thought about them. Now, these are other movies that Romero had directed. Uh, Season of the Witch, 1973. I watched it. I love the 70s aesthetic of a lot of those older movies, like the early 70s and things, if it's done really well. For me, my favorite is probably The Baby, when it comes to, like, aesthetic for that. Uh, what year is that? Yeah, that's 1973, I think. Yeah. That's really good. If you haven't seen The Baby, it's weird, but it's fun. Um, the thing I didn't care about with Season of the Witch was the plot itself. Um, there's a woman in it, and there's the one point where she... There's like a, a bit of a, a sex scene that seems a bit forced, a bit pushed on her, and then she just kind of goes for it. And I'm like, she really didn't need to sex him. I don't think that was a thing. Like, it, like by the end, I was like, oh, okay. So that kind of pulled me out. That was more just a plot thing. It was not that it wasn't shot well or things like that. Then he also directed 1973's The Crazies. Now, I saw the remake before I saw the original, and the remake was produced or written, like, it still had Romero influences in it. And I really enjoyed the remake of The Crazies in 2010. I threw it on not too long ago, like a year or two ago, when I was having, like, a rough day at work. I was like, I just want to throw something on that's, like, fun and kind of dark and, like, I mean, it gets a little unbelievable at the end, but it's one of those, like, type of movies, you know, that's just how it is. Now, so I went back recently and um, within like the last year and I watched the original Crazies. I liked it. For me, though, it was a bit slow and there's a lot of dialogue in the 1973 one for me. Um, but again, I also saw it after the remake. So, I mean, maybe it would have been different if I would have swapped it. I still liked the whole tension and creepiness of all the gas masks and things. They have, they have a lot of that in the original The Crazies, um, which is cool. But yeah, it just seemed a bit slow for me. 
So next would be 1982's Creep Show that was directed by Romero. Great horror anthology. I mean, it's a classic. Can't really go wrong with it. It's got a little something for everybody. Uh, then 1988, you had Monkey Shines. If you have not seen Monkey Shines, I highly recommend it. I very much enjoyed it. It's crazy. It's fun. It's unique. It's basically a guy who gets in a bad accident. He's paralyzed from the neck down, so he literally can't do anything. He has a friend who works at this lab who's like, hey, I got this, uh, I want to say it's a capuchin, but it could also be pronounced capuchin, monkey. He's like, she can help you out. And he was like, cool. So then they start working this out where she's, he's got this little like therapy monkey and then things get crazy. The monkey gets jealous and it's, I'm not going to say anything more, but it's really fun. Uh, the next one is Two Evil Eyes from 1990. This was a partnership. He kind of did like a two part vignette thing with him and Dario Argento. I wanted more from this movie. I think it also had Adrian Barbeau and things like that. It was supposed to be like these two vignette things and it just wasn't really memorable for me and a bit boring and I was a bit disappointed by that movie. Then you have the Night of the Living Dead 1990 remake. I haven't watched this movie in forever. I think a lot of it's close to the original scene-wise. Like it's just a play-by-play if I remember correctly. So it's been a long time. Um, And then last uh, would be The Dark Half from 1993. I think I've only seen bits of this. I do remember Amy Madigan in it. So I know I've seen some parts. And then there's uh, another Romero, George Romero, produced or written movie, and that's Tales from the Dark Side, the movie. It's a fun movie. It's got a lot of fun actors and tales in it. Romero did the Cat from Hell segment in that one, and that one's really fun. It's a great story. It's well acted by William Hickey and David Johansson. That one, it's pretty good. It's like a hitman hired to kill this cat in this old mansion. And then there's a real icky ending at the end. So yeah, definitely check that movie out if you haven't seen it either. So yeah, that's basically what I wanted to say about George A. Romero. I enjoy a lot of his movies. I think he's a fantastic director, writer, all that stuff. I'm excited to see this new mo- this movie that was uncovered. 1973 is The Amusement Park. Let's get into that movie right now and then I will go watch it. So I am reading a lot of this off of Wikipedia. Today I'm recording it on June 8th, 2021. As of today, it is now officially on the Shudder app or Shudder network that I I do have. So I will be watching it today. Um, The Amusement Park is a 2019 American psychological thriller film directed and edited by George A. Romero. The screenplay was by Wally Cook. It stars Lincoln Mazel, Harry Albacker, Phyllis Casterweiler, Pete Chauvin and Sally Irwin. The cover is kind of interesting. There's like a poster of a guy and his face is like split in half and there's a little carousel going around inside of it. It's kind of cool. Yeah, it's distributed by Shudder. It's only 52 minutes long, so it's just like a short little film. It's supposed to be kind of crazy from what I hear. I've heard a lot of hype about it. I'm trying to stay away from all spoilers and things like that. It's one reason why I wanted to get this out sooner rather than later because I've already seen people who have gotten sneak peeks and writing articles and things about it and I'm like, oh, I don't want to know. So uh, yeah, basically the, the plot's very basic. They don't go into a lot of it. It's an elderly gentleman. He goes to the amusement park. He's hoping it'll be a nice ordinary day. Instead, it goes crazy. It's just like this hellish nightmare. So the reason it took so long for it to come out, I'll just go into this now. So it was originally produced in 1973. And then after it was made, it was shelved by the Lutheran Society because they commissioned it as an educational film about elder abuse and ageism. Okay, so this movie was made as like an educational film, not necessarily a horror movie. So was that like Romero? Like he was just like, you know what, let's step this up a bit. (laughs) 
the Lutheran Society, which was was like, hey, let's make this educational film about elder abuse and ageism. And then they got this and they were the amusement park and they were like, mm, no. So they refused to release it due to its disturbing content. And then it was supposed to be lost until a print of it was found in 2017 and used in a Romero retrospective at the Torino Film Festival. And then people were like, oh my gosh, like spreading all about this movie. And then it was uh, eventually given a 4K restoration by Indie Collect. It was shot at the now defunct Westview Park in Westview, Pennsylvania. I'm going to go check out 1973's The Amusement Park, all about elder abuse and ageism, and I will be back to let you know what I think. Okay, and I'm back. I watched 1973's The Amusement Park. Let's talk about it. Okay, so this is about, it's an educational film, basically, about elder abuse and ageism from the point of an older man. And I knew going in that I'd probably be a bit depressed or sad by this. And I was. (laughs) It did do that. But it also kind of irritated me. Like, it also kind of made me angry. And it's not for the reasons that you would probably think. Now, I do think the way the guy was treated in it, in some of the cases in this movie, were terrible. But it also felt like a lot of it was exaggerated in a way. Which I know, to make a point, it was. But it reminded me a lot of, like, the beginning of an infomercial where they try to act like the problem is really bad like it's for a hose right like you got to roll up this hose and they're outside and they're like fumbling with the hose and dropping it everywhere and they're like oh my god and then they buy this new product and they can roll up the hose and they're smiling and it's happy or like they're trying to like pour pasta into a colander to drain it and then like it goes everywhere and they're like oh there's got to be a better way you know and then it goes into the whatever product they have it kind of reminded me of that where it was a bit over the top It was fun. It was different. I would definitely check it out. I'm not really technically going to rate this movie because it's not really like a horror movie. It's an educational type film. I do think it's funny that this Lutheran company hired Romero to make their video. Now, at the time, he wasn't the horror icon that he is today. The same year or so, he did this. He also did The Crazies and he did Season of the Witch. So, I mean, he was doing other things. But it's like, what would you expect if you got him to do this? (laughs) So, I'll go back and go a little bit more into this. It's probably sounds a little confusing since I kind of jumped into everything like that. So again, this is a 52 minute long educational type film about ageism. I don't want to get too much into all this, but I'll go into a couple parts that kind of stuck out to me. So Lincoln Maisel, I guess I'll just call him Lincoln. He's the older man in this. He opens up the film by being like, hey, I'm 70. I'll be 71. He's at the carnival. So Lincoln's walking through the amusement park in the beginning and it's empty and he's like, hey, everyone is getting older and you want to put pride in your work and then you like retire and then it's terrible or, you know, all this stuff. And then it opens up into the movie. It's kind of like, he's kind of like, just watch this and see how you would feel if you were in these shoes or like things like that. So it opens up in an all white room with some chairs and there's a man there. It's, it's Lincoln. He's been beaten up. He's bleeding. He's in this white Colonel Sanders type suit and he's got a cane. He just looks really bad, right? He's got bandages and stuff on him. And then Lincoln, the, a different Lincoln, a cleaner Lincoln walks in and you can't at first quite tell it's the same guy. Like that's how different they look. And he walks in and he's like, Hey, how's it going? And the other guy's like, you know, whatever. He walks in and when he walks in, it's just like from behind him, it's just black. So it's just a door. There's nothing back there. 
And then he's like, hey, you want to go outside? And then the beat up Lincoln is like, no, I don't want to do crap. And he's just like real melancholy and stuff. And so then the the cleaner Lincoln, the, the nice and sparkly new Lincoln is like, oh, I'm going to go check out the outside. And he's like, all right, well, you're not going to like it. And he's like, oh, we'll see about that. And so he goes to open the door again. And this time there's a carnival. You can see everyone walking around in the carnival. And he walks out the door and into the amusement park. I like amusement parks anyway, but I like that some, not everything, but a lot of things do land by throwing them into an amusement park situation. So I thought that was really creative and fun for this movie. Uh, I mean, if a lot of other like PSA type movies or educational films were like this, I think they would stick more with people. This movie is really well done for that aspect. So Lincoln's walking through the park and there's kids and there's adults and there's a lot of older people coming through and they're in wheelchairs and walkers. Yeah, Lincoln does tell us in the beginning it's all these people who just like volunteered their time, a lot of people. And you do see a few people, characters, walk into the park multiple times. Particularly this one guy in these shorts with like this red patch up his butt, like on this one side of his butt cheek. Like you can see him walking through, like it's fairly apparent because of those shorts. Like maybe he should have just wore like jean shorts or something, but um, I noticed him a lot. And then you have to pay to get into this amusement park. And it's all these older people and they're at the ticket counter and they're trying to pawn in their stuff and they're getting low-balled, and they're not getting enough value for their stuff. He gets enough to get in, and it's just him walking through a bunch of different scenarios based on healthcare and transportation and things like that and how they affect the elderly and how younger people see the elderly and how terrible it all is, and it seemed a lot. And maybe, I mean, I feel things are a bit different now than they were in the 70s. I'm not saying there isn't ageism. There is. This movie definitely does make you think about how you treat the elderly or treat older people or that you're getting older, which I'm not a fan of that personally, like getting older, but I'm just trying to do what I can to cut off the worst parts before, you know, hold it off as long as I can. Um, I probably could be doing more. I do think some things have gotten a bit better since the 70s. Now with this COVID quarantine and stuff, it wasn't covered that a lot of like nursing homes or retirement centers have not been doing what they should be doing and care for the elderly. So that's, you know, there still are places where it's not good. There are a lot of older people who don't always have advocacy for their health problems and things like that. I also think that people who are caregivers and aides and everything for that should be getting paid more. I don't think they get paid enough. It's not an easy job. Not a lot of people want to do it. So I think they should be compensated for that. So anyway, that's what I got to say about that. So back to the movie. So Lincoln's walking around and doing different things. And, and I'll t just talk about a couple little segments that stood out. First of all, there's like a roller coaster and you can't get on unless you have a certain amount of income and you can't get on if you have all these health problems. And I know like that's similar to like, I mean, now they don't do it so much where they have pre-existing conditions in healthcare, at least in the United States. Then, you know, it's like you can be denied for that. But part of me is like, okay, it's also an amusement park. If you have a certain health problem, you can't get on that ride. So yeah, he rides a roller coaster. It's terrifying. So then he walks over to, at one point he walks over to these bumper cars, right? And it's supposed to be like getting your driver's license type thing. And I thought this was kind of creative. And this older couple's getting their eyes checked in this carnival. The guy fails, the husband fails. And so the wife can drive. So they get into the bumper cars and they're like driving around with all these other people in bumper cars. And then some idiot, some younger guy, he does a turn signal with his hand to go left, but then he goes right and runs right. They run right into him. So now it's an accident. So now it's like getting in a car accident. And I think the idiot actually in the car was Romero, if I remember correctly. So they all get out and then this cop just shows up, right? And they're all standing in this bumper car area, which is kind of fun. And it's just like the older people's word against the younger people's word and him bringing up their health problems. And then Lincoln comes over and he's like, well, I saw it. 
But Lincoln forgot to wear his prescription glasses, so then he can't see very well, so now it's null and void, whatever he thinks. And then this insurance guy shows up in the carnival, and he's like, your premiums are going to go up, old couple. And they're like, this isn't fair. And then later you see them, like, riding ponies or a cart or something, which is supposed to be, like, public transportation or something like that. Like, it's, like, um, metaphor, symbolism type thing. And so that was an interesting segment. There's also um, one that's kind of compares... Elderly people, if one's rich and one's poor, there was one with that with like eating at a a dining area. And then uh, another one that stood out to me was the fortune teller. So this younger couple goes into a fortune teller and Lincoln's watching them. And the fortune teller's like, I'll show you your future, but you have to see everything. And they're like, cool. And they're like holding hands. They're like in their 20s. They're like, ah, it's okay. And then it cuts to their future and it skips ahead like 50 years. It's like, doesn't show any of the fun And you know, like the children, grandchildren, jobs, laughter. No, it's just them as an older couple living in this like tenement housing. And the the guy is dying. And the woman who she was my favorite in the video, I think she in the in this video, I think she did really well. And she needs to call the doctor. There's a guy outside who owns the building talking about how he can't afford to help everybody and they aren't paying enough rent because it's poor housing and there's all this stuff. And so they're like living in filth. And so her husband's dying in the bed. She has her little coin purse and she it shows her like running down the street. And that was a really it, I like that shot. Her running down the street frantic to this phone booth because they don't have a phone. And she's just trying to use the last of her change to call this doctor. And when she gets a hold of the doctor, he's swamped at his job and can't really leave or care to come and help them. And I know you're supposed to be mad at the doctor at some point, but part of me was like, he also is swamped here. Like maybe that's also a, a, I mean, I feel like that's also a view of just healthcare and how everyone's overworked in general. Cause like, what is he supposed to do? A lot of doctors don't make house calls as much anymore either. So, but yeah, it's a very frustrating tense scene. She keeps having to run like back and forth. She runs out of money. Some marching band shows up and she's like trying to beg people for money so she can make a call. I don't know why she keeps calling the doctor. At one point, she goes off on the doctor about, aren't you supposed to care? Like you took like a Hippocratic oath type thing or whatever. And, and he just, he swamped his work and then she has no more money. So she like runs back upstairs, this older woman. And then I think it's implied her husband died while she was gone. And then it cuts back to the carnival. And the older, the younger couple is like, oh my God, like that's all they can focus on. And they stop holding hands. And then the younger guy comes out and like pushes Lincoln off this bench or whatever for no reason. Just like, oh, you're old. Like I'm going to be ew, and like punches him. So it's just basically Lincoln running around and just being sad and slowly getting beaten up and getting things spilled on him. So he finally comes across this, these two young girls and their mom and they're having a picnic. He gets to talk, you know, to reading the story of like the three little pigs or something to the little girl. He has a piece of chicken. She's being very nice to him. He's having a good time. Then the mom just starts grabbing all her stuff and leaving. Like he doesn't talk to the mom, which is kind of odd. He probably should. Um, but this is, this movie's basically like a huge fever dream or like a dream where you can't seem to get anything right. So they all leave him and he doesn't get to finish the book. So he's trying to read faster and louder to her so she can hear it. And it's such a sad, tense moment. And like, and then afterwards they, they all leave him there and then he's like almost crying and you're like, gosh, okay, this is a lot. Everyone disappears from the park. He gets beat up by these bikers and there's like a grim reaper running, which that part kind of made me laugh. That was funny. Uh, and he gets beaten up and he's bleeding. And he has to go to like this hospital and they can't fix him. And, but it's still all at the carnival. And then he walks back through into the white room and he sits down and then it starts all over again. Himself as a nice, clean looking, you know, comes through and is asking the same questions and then it ends. Now, I could see why the Lutheran Company might have shelved this movie, okay? Because if you didn't watch anything else after this point, there's like a three or four minute conversation at the end from Lincoln 
I could see how you'd be worried that people over the age of 60 in watching this would maybe want to off themselves. Because it's just not, it just, you're like, oh, dang, okay. I know it's supposed to make younger people think about their own stuff too and how you treat them. And that's great. It does. But it's also just like, there's other great things out there, you know. It's not all just getting shat on the whole time. So I could see how they would. But there's this like three or four minute thing at the end where Lincoln is walking down just as himself and he's talking to the camera and he's like, this is just a reminder of putting pride in your work and maybe joining a volunteer group to help the elderly and because, you know, we need help and at one point you will too and just kind of think about the ride you're on, the amusement park kind of thing in your age. So I was like, well, I'm glad they threw that in at the end because that did help a bit. <laughs> I feel like if they wouldn't have thrown it at the end, it'd be like, oh my God, you know, just like watching this. But yeah, that's basically the movie. Uh, let me see here what they say uh, Wikipedia says about the reception. Um, the reception for this movie is very good. It's received a lot of praise. I mean, I think it helps that it's also like a long lost type film. And it's kind of neat to see the 70s aesthetic. And I think it was neat how creative it was with the amusement park and tying the things together. Paste called this film, quote, a strange, occasionally mesmerizing film that is not often pleasant to look at, but contains an air of nihilistic doom that is often effectively disturbing, end quote. Some uh, screen anarchy said the metaphors are too obvious. The Guardian gave it three out of five stars and called it an absurdist nightmare. I think there's something to this movie. I mean, definitely check it out. You can check it out for, I mean, if you're a Romero fan, if you just want to see something terrifying. Again, I'm not really going to rate this movie. It's interesting. It's something. I like it. Check out 1973's The Amusement Park by George A. Romero. I think it was well acted by the people who volunteered. I think it was well shot. There are some scenes too that kind of remind me of the upcoming, like five years later he did Dawn of the Dead because this is right in between Night and Dawn. And you can definitely see some influences, Romero influences in it and how it moves into Dawn of the Dead, especially like with the bikers and things like that. So yeah, definitely check it out. That's my review for 1973's The Amusement Park. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this mini movie review.